This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This series is, without doubt, Pastor Ray's finest teachings on the subject he calls our negative meditation, better known as worry. Common to all of mankind, this curse called worry has the ability to drain joyful expectation from even the most positive believer who's dealing with those very real-life everyday issues like money, family, health, and even one's relationship with God. Although Jesus in His Word has commanded us not to worry, and most agree that worry changes nothing, many Christians choose worry over faith, putting voice to their worry and inviting fear into their lives. Throughout the six days of this powerful message entitled, Living a Worry-Free Life, Pastor shares seven proven strategies that will make this lifestyle a reality, such as forgetting the past, not worrying about tomorrow, casting your cares upon the Lord, filling your heart with the Word of God, and turning worry time into prayer time. Here's more from Pastor Ray and godly truths about living a worry-free life. The word worry means this. It's a disquieted uneasiness of mind, an anxious apprehension concerning an anticipated situation, a fretting about a foreboding misfortune or a feeling that something bad will happen, or failure. And that's what what worry is. It gets you into a disquieted uneasiness of mind. Many years ago, you know, I got tired of... of, um, of being broke, poor, and insufficient. And, you know, I was always worried about my future, worried about my future, worried about... I finally came to realize that worrying about my future is not going to make my future any better. Worried about things that haven't even happened yet isn't going to make it any better. What I found out is that I had today. I don't have tomorrow. I don't have yesterday. Can't do anything about yesterday. Can't do anything today about tomorrow other than whatever little I can do in faith. I can make good decisions today. I can, you know, make some changes in my life today, make some changes in my lifestyle today that eventually over the course of time will impact my future. So that's when I began to get hold of my finances and get hold of my money and get hold of, you know, all the things that that pertain to my financial future. And step by step, day by day, I just did a little for that day. That's all I could do. And eventually, after time passing, I found myself walking into a much more blessed future than I ever had in my past. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about? So you can't live frustrated today uh, because you, you want to get to this place. Uh, I was actually talking to a couple of my nephews over the past, of the past couple of weeks, and they're all worked up about you know money. And, and of course, I understand they have families, they have kids. And, have worked up and they want to get to this place, but they're here. They want to be here, but they're over here. How do we do it? What do we do? Uncle Ray, help us. Tell us what, what you did. And I said, look, it's, it's a journey. You can't project that far into the future. All you can do, don't worry about what is yet to come. Take what you have today, 
do some good things with what you have right now in your hands that will help to secure you a really good future. That will help to cut down on the worry of the future because you know you're doing something. You're being proactive. The reason why people get the worry about their, especially over finances, is because you're not doing anything about it. You're not doing anything with what you have. Here's another, another example. You, you, you know, a lot of times you have single people. I'll just talk about this a little bit. Single people are so worried about you know, who they're going to marry, what's my future, when am I going to have kids, when's, when, when's she going to come, when's he going to come, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. When, see, you're worried about a relationship. And if, see, if, if, if you're not careful, if you're in that state of worry, you're going to end up probably marrying the wrong person. You know, because, uh, you know, you're, you're all jacked up. You take somebody on a date and you're already talking about marriage. On the first date, sister, let me tell you what, you're going to drive that man far from you. Talking about wedding bands and pull out the latest issue of, of Bride, you know, I mean, no, but I'm serious too, when you're in a state of worry, you start trying to force things and make things happen and you're going to mess up your future because you're, you're so worried about things that you're not making good, wise decisions. Well, my biological clock is ticking. Don't worry about it because God's in control, in control of the clock. All right? So you don't have to worry about it. I, I think I told the story, I don't know, but uh, told it last night. I remember there was a young man that I encountered many, many years ago. It was when I was assistant pastor over in the church in Pleasantville. And he was so worried that he was, he was newly saved. And, you know, he was rough around the edges. Okay? Is, that, is, that, is that probably a good way to say it? He had a lot of polishing that needed to be done. And I, I remember he, he wanted to get together with me, so he invited me out to the diner, and we went to the diner, and we were eating, and he just wanted to talk to me about, you know, his love life. So I, I, I'm just so lonely, I need somebody, I gotta find somebody. And he went on and on and on talking about this, you know, he's looking, when, where is she? When is she gonna come? Where, you know, I, I don't know, I gotta find somebody. So I just kinda listened with tongue in cheek, and then finally I said, all right, let me, let me ask you a question. What kind of woman do you want? Let's, let's get a vision here. What kind of girl are you looking for? Well, she's got to be beautiful. You know, he went through the whole physical stuff, you know. All right, you know. All right, got the picture. All right, she's got to, she's got to meet the marking, you know, the, the measurements. And all right, so we got that part. And, you know, and then he went into, that was like on top of the list. Then we, then we got to go, she's, you know, well, I want her to be a Christian. And I, I want her to be a woman of prayer. And I want her to be a woman of faith. And now I knew about this, this guy. And I knew that everything that he was asking this woman to be, he was not. <laughs> so he's, he's going on and on. I looked at him. And we were eating dessert. And he had a mouthful of dessert. And I said to him, let me, let me ask you a question. What makes you think a woman like that is going to want a man like you? <laughs> Whoa, I got him. I hit him right. He almost choked on, on his dessert and swallowed the fork. I said, my brother, instead of you being so anxious about this woman coming into your life, you ought to use this moment to begin to become the man that that woman would want in her life. Very simple. You work on you, God will bring the mate to you. you know, you're going to know, because then that woman's going to say, that's the kind of man I want. Because the kind of woman you just described to me is on the other end praying for a man that's a man of faith, a man of prayer, who loves God, who's committed, who tithes, who goes to church, who you know, works in, in the church. That, that woman is looking for a man that fits that bill. If you come along, you may just miss a good opportunity because you did not take the time to prepare. So instead of being anxious about the future do and worry about the future, 
Do what you can do right where you are by becoming a better person, by learning how to deal with your finances, with your life, dealing with your struggles, whatever it be, taking care of your health. Do whatever you can do now, and as your future unfolds, you, you'll, not, you'll not have to worry about it. It's, it's, it's just gonna, it's gonna show up, it's gonna be there. Does that make sense to everybody? So that's why Jesus says, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We got enough things to work out today, so don't worry about tomorrow, just do something. Be proactive with the day that you have, right? And, and the only thing you ought to be doing about your future is looking to it with great hope, faith, and expectation. That's what you ought to be looking to your future for. That I know that God has a plan. And I want to give you the verse. Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, we, we know this verse, but let's just use it here because it's appropriate. And the, and the Word of God says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. What does God have in mind for you and me? A future and a hope. There's hope for you. There's a future for you. God's got something blessed and wonderful in line and in store for every single one of us. Why would I ever worry about my tomorrows when my tomorrows are on the hands of God? All I need to do as a believer is to express faith for today. Use my faith right where I am for today with an eye on an abundant and a blessed future. And as I do, I'm going to watch my future unfold. Why would I ever spend time with worry? does not produce any positive results. Worry does not produce a blessed future. All it does is it messes you up because it gets you all squirrely in your brain and you're anxious trying to figure out how you're going to do this apart from God and apart from the principles of God and apart from faith and you end up making wrong moves. And I've dealt with a lot of people who moved out of anxiousness, moved out of worry, moved out of nervousness instead of making strategic faith moves in their life pertaining to their future and the end was not good. The end, they made a mess. So when Jesus says sufficient for the day, that's what he means. When we reflect on this verse, I know the thoughts that I think towards you says thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God's got a future and a hope for every one of us. So why would I ever, ever worry about my tomorrows? Because my tomorrows are in the hands of Almighty God. Come on, give, give, give the Lord a hand clap and an amen and a hallelujah right there. All right. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6 says it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So as it pertains to my future, because paths refer to a destination. So this verse really refers to our future because he's talking about direction and paths, right? So we can't walk back to the past, so this has got to be referring to the future. He says, here's the key. You trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not onto your own, own understanding, because sometimes you're not going to understand the way God is taking you. In all your ways, acknowledge Him along the path. You just keep acknowledging God. You're in my life. God, I know you're leading me. God, I know you have a future and a hope for me. I know, God, that the end, uh, the end result is going to be good because you wouldn't take me down any dead-end roads. And even if I get on a dead-end road myself, I know that you'll kick the dead end out of the end of that road. Because... Because you told me that you'll make rivers in the desert. You told me you'll make the crooked way straight and the rocky way smooth. So even if I make a mistake, you would kick the dead end out of that dead end. 
That's how much God loves us. That's how much God is working for us. So, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. He's going, to, he's going to get you to that place. So why would I ever worry about it? Why would I ever worry about it? I like this, and this is something to reflect on in Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So if God, how many of you know that God started something good in you? How many of you have a testimony? How many of you have a testimony? Anybody here have a testimony? Testimony? Anybody? Anybody? Only half of you? Nobody else? Nobody knows that God's begun something in you? Man, you've got to come to church more. You, you've been hanging out in the world too long. You've been watching too much TV, Judge Judy or something. I don't know, some of these crazy shows that are on during the day, and you're watching too much Bachelor. Or too much Bachelorette. Man, you got to know that God is doing something good in your life, that He's begun a good work in you, and He's going to carry it out. And the only one who can mess it up is me, or the devil if I allow him to. But really, I'm the only one that can mess it up by not trusting Him every step of the way. So if He started this work, He's going to bring it to completion. He will perfect that which concerns me. Whatever it is that concerns you, God will perfect it. Can I hear a better amen than that? So why would I ever worry about my future? Why would I worry about it? God started it. God's going to finish it in my life. All right, so let's look at this verse, and we'll look at it from two different versions. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Well, that sounds good, but let's read it in the Amplified because it gives us a little bit more understanding. Proverbs 16.3 in the Amplified says it this way, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. In other words, God, come on, God, every step of the way is going to give you what you need to get to that place. Why well, would I ever worry about it? I ought to be plugging into God. I ought, to be, I ought to be praying about it. I ought to be seeking the Word about it. I ought to be thinking and putting the principles of God's Word into operation in my life, listening to the voice of God. Because He said, you roll your works on the Lord. You put it on Him. He is going to direct your paths. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to tell you what His will is and how this fits into His will. He's going to tell you what you got to you know, chip off or what you got to let go of and what you need to grab on. He's going to take you every step of the way till finally your plans come to success. You will reach your destination if you commit everything to the hands of God and resist worrying about your future. All right. Number three, we'll end here. You must learn to cast your cares upon the Lord. Now, this is, this is something that um, every believer ought to know, and that's why we're going over this stuff, because not every believer knows this. What does it mean? Well, let me give you the verse, and then we'll talk about it. First Peter 5, 7 says this, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Again, let's refer to the Amplified, because I think it says it so much better. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him. 
For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. So, so the Amplified says it so much better. Casting the whole of your care, all of these anxieties, all of the worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. Why? Why would we do that? Why does God invite us to cast our cares on him? Because he cares for us. And I love the way the Amplified, he cares for us affectionately. That's why he doesn't want it. Now, what does it mean to cast? It means that you, you know, you know like in, in fishing, they say cast, cast your, you know, cast the, the, the rod. Not the rod, but the line. Cast the line. The line, at the end of the line, there's a hook and there's bait or there's a sinker or whatever. You cast the line. What does it mean? It means you throw it forward. You cast it away from yourself. If I cast something to someone, I throw it to them, right? It means to, to let go and put, and put it somewhere else, away from you. To cast a stone at somebody would mean to throw it at them. God wants us to cast all of our cares upon Him. But you see, if I'm holding on to them, that means I haven't cast them. Now, one of the things that I learned so long ago, because I, I practice it even to this day, you, you go before the Lord and say, Lord, I take all of my cares. This thing has really got me crazy. Lord, I take it and I put it on you. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but I cancel it on the Lord, and I turn around like this, and I take three steps this way, and all of a sudden it's back on me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So you've got to stop again, and you have to say, Lord, I take this and I cast it on you. And I've done that and take three or maybe I went four steps this time, and it was back on me again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then I have to stop again and say, I take this and I cast it upon you. This is an anxiety. This is a worry. This is a fear. I take it and I cast it on you because you love me. And you don't want me to handle this thing by myself or to deal with this by myself. You know, you know this casting of the cares upon the Lord? It's something that we must practice and we must keep doing, even if we have to do it a hundred times a day. A hundred times a day, we need to take whatever it is and cast it back on the Lord. That's how you keep yourself from worrying about things. Because really, you ought to be more busy about casting them on the Lord than worried about them. More of your energy should be taken up casting it back on the Lord and, and talking to the Lord than it is about you worrying about it. Does that make sense to anybody in this room? So, so he says, cast all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns once and for Why? Because he cares for you. And I like the way this says, not only just cares for you, but cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. God is watching over our lives. I like that word affectionately because that, that brings this whole idea that we are the beloved of the Lord. God doesn't want us to handle these things by ourselves. He's there to walk with us, and he'll be our servant. I know many things that I've walked through, and my mother was so ill, and it was a care, it was a concern on my life, you know, and it was a burden, and it was a heaviness. And I can remember putting these principles into operation, and every day I would just cast the, the care of it, put my mother back into, into, into Jesus' arms. And I'd say, I put this whole thing on you. It's just too heavy for me to handle it, too, too heavy for me to, to... See, and I can remember it would... It would come back on me, but I would keep casting it back. And when I finally got through that whole season, I look back and I realize how Jesus really carried me through that whole time. That, that worry that could have turned into so many different things. Because when people are stuck in worry, they can become ugly. They can become nasty. You know, It's not always turned inward. Sometimes it's turned outward. 
because they're so worried about things that they take it out on others. You don't understand. Whack, you know, I mean, the physical violence or whatever. No, it's true. I'm not trying to be funny. People, people express worry in an outward way sometimes. So when I got through that whole season and that period of my life, I realized how it was, it was Jesus that carried me right through because he loved me. And he proved to me that he'd get me through anything. You know, I think, you, you know, many, many different seasons of my life where I went through things. I realized practicing this, just casting it back on the Lord, putting it upon him. You get that relief and that release. And you meditate on the thought that I'm casting it on you because you care for me. You love me. You're watching over me so that nothing will happen to me. Come on, are you with me? This is the way we have to think about our God. This is the way we have to think about our God. So, He cares for us affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Psalm 37.5, and we'll finish right here, um, says this. This is about casting your cares upon the Lord. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Let's read it in the Amplified, Psalm 37.5. Commit your way to the Lord. Now listen, roll and repose each care of, of your load on Him. Trust, lean on, rely, and be confident also in Him, and He will bring it to pass. I was curious about this word repose, because I, th I thought that's an interesting word. Let's see, let's, let's get into the Greek and look at it a little bit deeper. This is what repose means. It means to relax. It means to rest. It means to recline. It means to take it easy. It means to put your feet up and lounge. So, so when we're committing our way to the Lord, it's, it's the same thought of, of like casting, right? We're, 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 we're rolling or putting on Him the cares that we have, the worries about our future. Repose. So relax. Everybody say relax. relax. Everybody say rest. rest. Everybody say recline. recline. Everybody say take it easy. Don't say put your feet up and lounge because we don't want to get the furniture dirty. <laughs> but you get it. Put your feet up. You can do that when you get home. So relax, rest, recline, take it easy, put your feet up and lounge. That means I'm trusting the Lord and I'm not worried about future events and what's to come because God cares for me affectionately and He's watching over me with a watchful eye because I'm His prized possession. He's put something in each and every one of us. It's something so precious. It's a destiny. It's a purpose on this earth. It's so valuable to God. It's like treasure in every single one of us. And God is going to watch over that treasure because we possess that treasure. And He's going to make sure that that treasure is going to, is going to come to fullness. That your life is going to come to the fullness of the plan and the purpose that God has invested in you and in me because He cares about us. He loves us. So let us not worry about the future or what is to come. Let us enjoy the fullness of this day and what God has given to us. Let us use this day to the fullness. Give God glory for what is to come and let's just face it in faith and in trust in the living God. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.